I'm Hannah. And I'm Georgina. And welcome to Your Mindset Matters. This is our podcast designed to create an online support bubble to whoever may need it. Strap yourselves in for a bumpy ride as we discuss the importance of mental health topics, practices you can easily implement into your everyday life with some juicy stories along the way. So we're talking about diet culture little note to say that this episode may contain emotional triggers from the offset and throughout how are you georgina i'm good thank you um it's been all right thanks yesterday i went for a 10k walk and it was amazing oh my god and i did my first 5k run um in probably about six years (laughs) what (laughs) um i was doing just like I was just having fun in the woods with my boyfriend and I decided it's so nice out and I had my trainers on so I was like I'm gonna go for a run and he was doing something else in the woods so having fun in the in the trees um, <laughs> as you do. Is, is, is probably a very he's very very active isn't he he's the, yeah you know, he reminds me of like um George of the Jungle a bit <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if I actually saw him swinging from trees to trees. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. That's so funny. <laughs> Don't tell it that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah, so that's essentially what I've been doing this week and I'm really proud of myself. Good. Um, Good. Because yeah. I remember like last episode we spoke about how you weren't feel like obviously you were feeling quite stressed out with work so do you reckon like these like few days that you've had you've just like you know recuperated yeah back ready for like to go again yeah I have I'm I'll be all right when I when I go to work this week coming I think um we'll we'll see by the at the end of the week if that will be the same but (laughs) (laughs) Oh my I'm glad God. I've been taking my Fridays off just to kind of give myself a bit of space. To That's actually such a dream. It's funny you say that because I reckon like after this pandemic, I reckon it won't ever go back to being a fight. Well, definitely not a five day working week in the office. I think there's going to be so much more flexibility, which really yeah. opens up the discussion about the flexibility being so important for your mental health even before the pandemic I thought that even for example Unilever are currently trialing a four-day working week at the moment yeah I think I think it's I want I could be wrong here but I think it might be in New Zealand or around that area and I thought that's just so cool because I really do think if you if companies are more open to be flexible with their employees and you are given the option. So, for example, you can come into the office or if you need to work from home on a particular day, there isn't such a negative stigma of asking to do that. As I think yeah. it just makes you feel so much more comfortable and you're not so like it's almost like, to be honest, I think some employees might you could maybe feel like trapped in the sense that you can't really ask for anything in fear of. Of being judged. Yeah. Judged. Such a good point. So I really hope that after this lockdown ends, that we'll start a new avenue of people being like, hang on, 
this flexibility really worked for me in some yeah. respect I want to go back to the office to see my friends and the culture of you know getting out the house but when you need to work from home or for example even taking like you say having a Friday off yeah it just makes such a difference doesn't it, it? really does it's amazing it's, it's it just helps you clear your head especially being able to go for a long walk and and just the thought of like oh, yesterday uh, it was Saturday and I thought to myself oh oh my gosh I'm so thankful that I have another day to just kind of recuperate and <laughs> dreamer yeah what about you Han that's good it's good I'm literally again getting ready to start starting work um I'm actually really excited yeah again like I said last time I'm really excited to just crack on and get on with it I'm really hoping do you know what I don't know if I'm the same as other people may have had this but whenever I start a new job you yeah. know you try and get access to the computer and they give yeah. you a login and password mine never work ever they give me a login <laughs> password and they never work and I have to call the help they have to call the helpline because <laughs> I'm a new joiner and it takes hours to like yeah it always does take a long time to it's sort out the IT side of things it's ridiculous so I'm literally like my my manager my new manager sent me my login and password I'm like oh I wonder if it's gonna be any different <laughs> than last time um but yeah I'm really excited obviously it's Mother's Day today yeah happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers out there um yeah which is really nice so I'm looking forward to I think I'm gonna make my mom some pancakes she's gone off somewhere I don't even know where she's gone she's got (laughs) she's like escaped I'm joking though um um, she's giving herself a Mother's Day gift (laughs) no if we um we're waiting for like a few bits to come. I think I might make us some pancakes. I'm very tempted, as it's like a Sunday, to make like a lemon drizzle loaf. Oh, so, yum. A lemon drizzle loaf is just, you know what? Baking is so therapeutic. And it is. It's so different to cooking because cooking just stresses me out, but baking is so <laughs> enjoyable. I'm literally just thinking of myself. Oh my God, I just want to, I'd love to. I, it's all, actually, do you know what? When I watch Bake Off, like the British <laughs> Bake Off, yeah. My heart just sings. I love what <laughs> it is. When I bake, it's like, it just makes me really happy. Um, yeah. But <laughs> speaking of today's episode, we are going to be talking about something that uh, is a very large discussion to have. So we're really excited to talk about it today. So we're talking about diet culture. Dun, 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 dun. 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 <laughs> so it's something that I think everyone on planet Earth more or less has heard about. But we just want to, again, open up the discussion because it's something that we feel is just really continually thrown in people's faces. And it's necessarily may not be the best reason, you know. So it's just, I think, in my opinion, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think right now it's really toxic and it's really negative and I hate it. And I think recently I've really just opened my eyes as to how bad it actually is absolutely Um, but yeah I mean G's actually done a little bit of research on diet culture so take it away G so if we start off kind of with a bit of a the way that we speak to ourselves and speak about food with our friends and stuff as if we're we need to burn off what we just ate yesterday because it's (laughs) it was a cheat meal and and oh but was it worth it oh no I shouldn't have 
I'm going to have to make up for for eating that cheese board that I had yesterday or that dessert that I ate that you need to opt for things food that are good for you and foods that are uh, low calorie and low carb and all of these different things that is all all that talk is part of diet culture Mm -hmm. so diet culture has many definitions and facets but in a nutshell it it kind of it's a set of beliefs that worship thinness and that equates or a certain body type and equates it with health and moral like virtue and according to anti-diet dietitian christy harrison Mm -hmm. um who is the author of anti-diet and the host of food psych podcast Mm -hmm. it has become our dominant culture and often in ways that we do not even notice that it is around us it's it's the water in which we are immersed so um, I have a little bit of a history of diet culture and Bonding. it is pretty interesting. Yeah. The first actual diet book came out in, guess what? It's yeah. crazy. Uh, 1558. <laughs> this diet book is still in print. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I'd love to know what it looks like. Do you imagine what it would look like from 1558? I thought when Georgina told me this before we went on air, I thought I was thinking to myself, oh, something from like the 1950s, 1960s. And then Georgina (laughs) whacked out 1558. (laughs) (laughs) So safe to say I was well off. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy, Luigi, sorry if I mess this name up. (laughs) He's Italian. Cornaro. Luigi Cornaro. (laughs) Um, was an extremely overweight Italian and he had a bit of an an epiphany when he was 40 years old and thought oh I'm tired of being overweight and out of control and unable to have sex (laughs) oh my god so he decided to limit himself to 12 ounces of food a day 12 ounces in grams <laughs> it's 340 grams guys yeah. that is less than a bag of flour that is five like a small bag of flour okay so he limited himself to 12 ounces of food a day and 14 ounces of wine <laughs> so all he oh, ate God. or consumed was 12 ounces of food it doesn't specify what kind of food and 14 ounces of wine and his book was called the art of living long and he basically advised other people to do the same he did live until he was almost 100 years old so in 1558 that is pretty amazing but towards the end of his life he only ate egg yolks oh no (laughs) (laughs) yeah so actually it it appears that quite a few at the beginning of this kind of dieting idea uh, from 1558, uh, there were a few different people who were talking about the popular Mediterranean diet and 
um, Italian diet and um, how to live long with that. In 1660, a famine swept Europe and people ate hunger suppressing foods like potatoes and starving cartoonists made fun of the very fat George the fourth mm-hmm. and they called him the prince of wales as in oh, oh, oh wales oh. you know dora that's how she used to speak to wales <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god things like that kind of went on with a few titles like uh, the natural method of curing the diseases of the body Stopping bloat and constipation. (laughs) And that was up until the early 1700s. Um, And then really the beginning of modern dieting started in the 19th century. So in the mid 1800s, the ideal of both masculine and feminine beauty was thin. And that was romanticized. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really bad news for overweight people. because it became really important to wear corsets and tiny laced tight weight like tight waists and uh, so that you couldn't breathe and all sorts of things so the first celebrity dieter this I find very interesting Mm. is Lord Byron who actually the name really does ring a bell and I've, I've heard quite a few things about Lord Byron but Lord Mm -hmm. Byron was (laughs) this is this is taken from an article from um that I'm reading at the moment Lord Byron was easily the sexiest man in 1820 (laughs) everyone wanted to look like him even he wanted to look like him His problem was that he gained weight very easily and had to work very hard on remaining slim. This rock star of the Regency era would starve himself and then binge eat. That is literally the, like, that is a massive example of diet culture and what it leads to, what it can lead to. So he would starve himself and then binge eat and then would try to sweat it all off under layers of clothing. He invented the vinegar diet, drinking it with water several times a day to flush off his fat. He also ate potatoes drenched in vinegar. There are some records of women dying from drinking pints of vinegar to imitate their hero, Lord Byron. Today's variation of Lord Byron's diet is the apple cider vinegar diet. It is still around. You drink one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in water before every meal. So that's the start of celebrity dieting, which we now see hugely on social media and shown to us by influencers and 
people who are posing in certain ways to make their bodies look different or face face tuning their whole body so that they look stick thin and then have all these unrealistic apparently amazing curves or whatever they have it really really kicked off in the 1800s and within our more recent times the first diet fad in the 1900s was was started in 1930s by a man called Fletcher mm-hmm. um and he started the chew 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 your fat away diet excuse me <laughs> basically he started a chewing diet and he was an overweight businessman and he slimmed down and made dieting a pop culture and phenomenon by Uh, introducing his chewing diet which he recommended chewing food until it became liquid to prevent overeating so there's a brief history of diet culture for (laughs) you it's pretty interesting yeah it's super interesting to know how far it actually goes back what I find quite scary is that a lot of people don't realize how exposed to it you really are from my own personal experience that my like me working in a just a simple studio really led like we all you'd hear when you're at a gym don't get me wrong I love working there so so much like it's so rewarding it's so fulfilling but you don't realize how much like communication you're exposed to with regards to what you look like thinking on the top of my head people would talk about oh I'm going on holiday so I'm going on this like cleanse or I'm cutting out this or I'm doing this there's this latest fitness challenge on social media I'm going to try and do it there's this picture on social media that gives you for example like a washboard abs in 30 days and you hear that all the time there's it's just surrounded by your what your physical appearance is and all and then being exposed to it you don't actually realize but then you can then in your subconscious develop really negative habits within yourself and what you are doing yourself so for example I would then start to really be conscious on looking at food labels and obviously to an extent it is important to look at them with regards to their nutritional content but it can lead to you being quite obsessive and very restrictive with what you actually put in your food basket and that is where you're going you're going to cross the line and that's where it's going to potentially you're going to go down a very steep hill and into a very deep rabbit hole that is very very hard to get back out of um i for example like meals when we used to go out with like say when we used to go out for dinner um or we'd used to go out drinking I'd be so conscious of what I'd be drinking I was thinking what are the what drinks can I have with the least calories and for example yeah. there's this drink that I actually found out at uni mm-hmm. there's this drink so it's a vodka soda lime is yeah. known as a skinny bitch really mm-hmm. oh so my it's got the least amount of calories in it so I would be thinking I would actually be googling what drinks have the least calories in it and yeah um I'd literally just but then at the same time I'd think about that and I'd feel and I'd find out that champagne actually has like around 99 calories a glass and I'd go all in on champagne and get absolutely wasted but um 
but then again that's not a good thing that's not me enjoying myself which is what you should be doing you should be and not really restricting yourself to the point you can't truly enjoy yourself and um when we would be at dinner I would always before we'd even get there like before we went even there I would research google the restaurant on the internet find the menu and the nutritional content and look for the meal with the least amount of calories in it that I would potentially enjoy which if you think about it if you spoke to if you spoke to your family and you told them what I've just said yeah what do you think their reaction would be they would be shocked why aren't yeah. you just going and enjoying yourself what, that's that, what they exactly. would they would think you're exactly. putting pressure on yourself you're supposed to be going out and having fun with your friends mm-hmm. what are you what are you doing and there's like this constant like this is why like I have my fitness page but it's really like and I think a lot of people do feel the same that they feel so pressurized to post certain content surrounding yeah. health and fitness that will get the most amount of attention and engagement within that post it's everywhere the amount of like people who have have health and fitness pages an infinite amount and don't yeah. think, like some of the posts are really good and they're so well like they've got good intentions behind them there's no malice there's no anything but if you think about how those people in this like community of, who've got health and fitness pages and everyone follows each other if you think about when they go on social media all they're looking at is content surrounding diet culture and that is not good in my opinion because that makes you think this is all you're that's the only thing that there is to do so I must do that as well and it's all it's because it's so saturated now people are literally posting the same content everyone's posting workout ideas everyone's posting recipe ideas like high protein health what I eat in a day what yeah and the list goes on and I just think it's such like you put these rose tinted glasses on to think oh this is so amazing everyone's so supportive of each other when actually in reality let's be honest I'm just going to call it how it is the amount of people that put meaningless comments on people's posts being like oh my god I love what you're doing this looks amazing and I even got that on my post talking about my personal journey it was a picture of pancake and I asked people to read the caption because it described my journey within my relationship with food and how it's been quite hard for me the past year to get out of that really toxic mentality yeah and you I actually got people just saying oh my God, that looks so yummy. And you can just tell it's a meaningless comment for me to then click on their profile. It's not genuine. Like, it's, I think loads of people are calling this out at the moment. Like, people are just doing like, like for like, follow for follow, when you're not interested really in what they're posting. But it, again, it's all being exposed to yeah. diet culture a lot more than what you think. And a lot of people who are like health and fitness pros like for me I'm a trainer and I was like oh I'm never going to be affected by this because I know the dangers of um what certain things can lead to but then I mean look what happened to me like I wasn't even aware it was happening I felt like it was almost like ingrained in my mind and I didn't even have a second thought about it and that's what's dangerous about it Um, and that's from the culture that you're seeing and the things that you're seeing from other people yeah and that and that leads you to, to to kind of think of it as in a second nature kind of way without even Mm -hmm. realizing Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people think that if you can fall into unfortunately fall into a hole where you develop for example an eating disorder Mm -hmm. people are so quick I think to assume that there's only one side of an eating disorder whether that's being you start to eat less 
right? Yeah. And also people are very quick to dismiss the other side of the spectrum, maybe not eating less, but you are incredibly restrictive in what you allow yourself to eat. And that is, it's called avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. So I think you need to be really mindful what you're looking at on social media because so many people spend so much time I mean if you look at your screen time on your phone and how long how long you spend on social media it's so influential on what you're actually looking at if you're looking at a lot of health and fitness profiles make sure that you're looking at profiles that are not encouraging you to restrict yourself in anything don't follow people who just tell you to eat a certain way because at the end of the day we are all different with different needs. Your needs might be different to your favorite celebrity or your favorite influencer. If you're looking to change what you're eating, then you need to speak to a qualified professional. So whether that's a nutritionist or a dietitian, you should not be taking advice from people on social media because nine times out of 10, they're not qualified to give you that advice. So again, be careful on what you follow, but with like diet culture as take a it with a pinch of salt good that's a very good point i like that but if we talk about cellulite for a quick sec if you think of cellulite everyone thinks of oh like i don't like it like you, you, if you have it everyone's trying to find a way of getting rid of it whether that's through a cream or a solution or a treatment um or a scrub if you look at the facts within cellulite if you look at males you they're far less likely to have it because they have genetically different fat cells to ours so if you look at male fat cells they have they've got stronger connective tissue to us and they've got a completely different structure they've got a crisscross structure for their fat cells whereas we have again we've got a weaker connective tissue and our fat cells are circular so that gives you the like the bumpy I guess you could say the bumpy appearance on wherever you have it so it's completely normal okay so it's completely normal for you to have that um and it actually first appeared in vogue in 1968 and it was marketed as like this fabricated condition that all like women like women who have it have it's a condition it's not um normal and a condition that you can get rid of apparently yeah yeah and if you fast forward to now where you come across all these products that companies have like created to feed on this like vulnerability and to feed on this fear of women having in reality it's something that is completely and utterly normal and it's nothing to be ashamed of natural because we say this now and it might help a few people with their mindset regarding cellulite but at the same time it's so far ingrained in our mind that cellulite is a bad thing that it's very hard to change someone's opinion on it and say, for example, oh no, I know how to get rid of it. I know how to do this and I know how to get rid of it. Where it's like, it's actually normal. So I want to say it's one if I had a full call and I could say this, but it is normal. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you can minimize the appearance of it by, and that's by obviously if you are wanting to change yourself this is not you should never encourage someone to change their print if they don't want to if you're in a mindset where you're like i just want to make a few changes that should be that should be fine like you should you shouldn't be shamed for wanting to change your appearance if you want to and you're ready to do that clearly healthy and sustainable way 
And if you do that, you could lose body fat. And by losing body fat, you can minimize the appearance of cellulite if you have it. Some people don't have it. You should only really want to make changes in your body if you want to. This is what I'm saying. When you're looking at things on social media and you're seeing all these influencers being like, oh, I'm doing this weight exercise to get stronger to achieve this, or I'm eating high protein so I can gain muscle or lose fat. And if you think about it, if that's all you're seeing, you're going to start thinking, maybe I oh, should that's what do. I have to do or that's what I have to do when in reality you could be perfectly comfortable and happy with what you're doing and that is fine you shouldn't be encouraged to change your body if you're happy the way you are I saw a tweet that I did a post on it kind of hit home for me with regards to this diet culture and I think this is why me and G are quite passionate talking about it today this person on Twitter posted this a few days ago and it went viral saying how it's so effed up how diet culture has become such a trend. All I seem to see on social media at the moment is calorie deficit, what I eat in a day, weight loss tricks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's so damn toxic. Funnily enough, it's eating disorder awareness week. And this is still all I am seeing, which yeah. was kind of really hit home for me. Cause I was just like, you know what? It's so true. It's so true. It's just everywhere. Um, yeah. And I even from a young age like so for example I remember how there were these sayings remember how no carbs before marbs or yeah a lifetime on your lip I know a moment on your lips is a lifetime, a lifetime on, your on your hips yeah um, and then people being like oh, I've got to get beach body ready I've got to go I'm going on holiday I've got to get my summer body um and then you see all these girls like in the gym before yeah. summer um, I was one of those girls yeah and it's just really sad because if you think about it like if if you can imagine yourself as a parent if you are a parent I mean yeah but imagine thinking now that a 15 year old is having all those thoughts like thinking but that they good, are not the they're right not shape the right size they aren't good enough they aren't they're still as you said they are still growing they are in a vital time of their growth and development. If you're completely cutting something out for a diet so that you can lose weight for your summer bod, I know. It's, it, it's, it's unsustainable. And I actually spoke about this with my therapist a few weeks ago, because I was talking about, it was quite an emotional one for me because I think it was, it was almost like I really got upset and it's because I haven't really spoken about that kind of topic before to that extent yeah and we were going through everything at school like how I remember there was someone who said oh I if you cut if you cut out carbs you'll lose weight like this like you'll lose it so quickly from hearing that that made me cut out carbs for like I think a year and a half and yeah. I lost so much weight but I was literally I was literally so miserable so I would not ever encourage that because that is just like, you need carbohydrates yeah. in your diet to you need- maintain your energy levels and be happy like if you want to be happy eat carbs like trust me I mean even Zac Efron he on his documentaries he was at a restaurant and he actually said to the guy that he was doing the documentary with he was eating some pasta and he was like saying oh my god this tastes so good you know what I'm so happy that I'm eating carbs again and he went on to say whilst preparing himself for Baywatch and all these movies he didn't eat a single carb at all to get yeah, the body and he fat. Was really he unhappy. And he was really unhappy. And that just shows you that 
that carbs make you happy. So carbs are not the bad guy here. So eat carbs. Sorry, not sorry. If you have keto and you like it all for you, you do you. But I personally think it is like, nah, no. Everything You're in moderation. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with like the school thing, like I remember not having carbs and do you know what the worst thing was for me, which I really, that I think this moment here that I went through triggered me to constantly be battling like what I look like. And I still do today. I'm a much better place now, but it's taken me, I think this was when I was 14 and yeah. we were, you know, so basically me, me and Georgina went to a school where we had to do the army. <laughs> <laughs> so this is when we first started at 14 and we were they were like taking a register and we were all in our groups and these two girls in front of me um turned around to the girl who was sat next to me and just straight up asked her how much she weigh so basically me and this girl who I was sat next to we were both quite tall and these two girls were like tiny so we're obviously going to weigh different and we were in the same year, but we were tall. We were so much taller than them. I think we were like the tallest girls in our year, but they just straight up turned around, petite girls turned around and said, oh yeah, how much she weighs? This girl next to me. And she was so like shocked and didn't know what to say. And yeah. then she clearly felt uncomfortable. Oh, it was just so uncomfortable to kind of listen to. And then she goes, oh, I've weighed like 10 stone. And these girls really looked at each other like like with their draw jaws dropped jaws dropped yeah and was like started laughing oh my and, gosh that's terrible and then they were like oh well I only weigh like eight stone um that like eight stone like do you weigh eight stone they were like yeah I know I weigh eight stone bearing in mind they're both petite obviously gonna weigh less than this girl and made this and 14 like you're at a different age at 14 and I knew myself because I didn't say anything because I was because I knew that I also weighed around 10 stone as well. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking to myself, I just feel so bad. Like, and, and then from that point onwards, I literally, I think I've just been so conscious of what I eat. I used to literally try and do every diet under the sun. I'd read all these magazines. And then for, before that, I literally didn't care because I like played so much netball literally really enjoyed myself but since that single conversation has like yeah. triggered me to literally just be so conscious of what I eat yeah. and it's really sad and you might not think about it now but a lot of people if you're listening to this and you are quite conscious of what you eat and conscious of what you do on an everyday life you might be surprised at if you stem it down you might be able to pick, pick out that single moment which really triggered that for you. And for me, it was that single conversation when I was 14 years old. And that's just so sad. And, and it's just absolutely horrendous that that those those girls, who knows what they, they are, had been consumed probably by some sort of diet culture, by the magazines that they were reading. Yeah. Um, and that's why they had that thought process and absolutely horribly laughed and did like made those comments like that's just that's just a mean person they also received that that information that led them to do that conversation from diet culture which then mm -hmm. led to yeah. this kind of trigger for you mm -hmm. and who knows maybe this uh, maybe for this other other girl who was asked the question it's just quite scary how one conversation when you are 
still growing and your mind still developing that that can really like stay in your and stay in the back of your head without you even realizing it and yeah. it got to the point where I mean I still actually do this now not all the time but I used to do this like still quite often and it's like still I mean it's quite hard to say but I can never really can't go a day without looking in the mirror and like pinching the fat on my body I can't like not do that and it's it's because I'm taller and I don't have like even like talking about it now like makes me really like <laughs> we should all talk about it but it's like I'm taller than everyone else and I've got like a muscular body like I've got a very lean body from doing netball for so long and I think because you're so exposed to how women are supposed to look with having like the small waist and having like the small legs and it's just really hard to like not compare yourself um and I think genuinely it's just really sad because if I didn't have that conversation if I didn't hear that conversation I think I genuinely think that I my mindset was, would be like completely different but because that that conversation has really like stayed within my head yeah it made me so conscious of like my body as a whole which yeah. is really sad because I wish I wasn't in this mindset of wanting to like always look at myself like I can never like go past and like I got to the point where I could never like go past a mirror yeah and not look at my and not look at like my body or just like I was so uncomfortable to whenever I'm around my friends in like the summer I find it really hard to wear shorts and I find it really hard to like wear like skirts as well because I feel like my legs are bigger than other girls in like our friendship group because I've got muscular legs and they don't and it's just really hard for me to because obviously it's always been known that having looking bigger is bad when it's not yeah. but yeah um it's not it's not bad and you're beautiful thank you so much for sharing Hannah it's really amazing to be to put yourself in the vulnerable position and share with people who I know other people will be able to relate. That's why we are having this conversation now to yeah. raise awareness of, of diet culture and that what people are seeing on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. on Instagram, people posing, people saying you need to be this kind of shape or weight. People make that that comparison between their body type and another person and say, why is why am I not like that and the 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 base of the matter is you are amazing the way that you are and you are you Hannah you are like you you're inspiring to me because (laughs) I see you and the things that you do and you're a PT and you're strong and you empower people with your fitness that you do and uh, also your Instagram which is um at by hannah king should go check it out um but she does for example recently your most recent post that you did about um the what i eat in a day um i thought that was great and and so and i think that really resonated with quite a lot of people and so hannah made this post of what i eat in a day and then um to swipe to see what I eat in a day and the next thing was you'd written down on this notepad lol it doesn't matter everybody is different yeah and that is the fundamental kind of message that we 
are passionate about talking about and and that everybody is different different bodies everybody's got a different environment that they live in or a different job that they do that means that they're sitting down all day or that they're really active all day or a mixture of the two and those kinds of things really all play in together and it's really important to remember that for yourselves and also have that kindness towards yourself and know it's amazing that you know where where that trigger has come from Hannah I think it is so amazing all down to therapy again (laughs) for it so good I definitely would not have figured that out unless it was for her I honestly I just would always I literally was talking like I was talking to you about how I would feel and then I came across this conversation it just clicked and I was like that was the first moment where I was like exposed to what I physically look like as my appearance and that's just really safe with me but as you talk about the what I eat in a day at least you just think one it's just I mean I think we should just put like a disclosure saying there's going to be like a bit of swearing here but I just think it's a load (laughs) of shit I literally it's it just really annoys me because some of it's so well-intentioned and don't get me wrong like I said in my post I don't I'm not saying these videos should be banned. I'm not saying they should disappear because I know they can help a lot of people with, for example, like, you know, meal inspiration and getting a good idea of what um, they, if they literally have like no idea and they just want to be a bit more creative, that's fine. But not enough people are aware that this trend has really taken off and it's come from YouTube to Instagram within the last year. And they're not aware that it's actually, it can be, damaging to a lot of people so if for example it helps thousands a hundred if not thousands of people that's great but you can also negatively impact say for example 10 people and for me personally that's why I would never post one of those posts because I can't bring myself to know that I've posted something that can really trigger someone who may have um a disorder or can really just negatively impact how they feel about themselves so I just personally, I don't, I don't want to do something like that. There is, I think people have, I saw this article where these influencers also stopped sharing them and they spoke with dietitians and they say that instead of doing what I eat in a day, they now put videos on a week of um, vegan breakfast, for example, which I think is probably a lot better, more appropriate because yeah. again, kind of goes towards more being a bit of, inspiration inspiration what you eat for the whole day and also can I just say I'm not gonna lie but I also agree with this one of these influencers who said this but she said that even when she did the post she couldn't photograph when she went to the fridge and brought out three grapes from the fridge or when she went to the book like she had like a half eaten pretty much just finished crisp bag but and she ate the crumbs at the bottom but she wouldn't photograph that because it's not aesthetically pleasing and I'm yeah. like you know what I bet you so many people do that they just post the aesthetic looking meals and don't actually record and publish what they eat everything of what they eat in the day because I guarantee you there probably is a few like crumb eaters and grape eaters out there <laughs> yeah I think recently from being more aware of this diet culture, it's made, it's made me reevaluate what I want to post. And it's, do you know what? It's so liberating to not be so focused on macros, calories, and just, again, 
enjoying everything in moderation. I think that's always been the bottom line for everything. Um, and when I look at when I had when I made those pancakes, I used to I don't think I'd be able to eat them. And now I ate them and I, without a second thought, they tasted incredible with maple well. syrup, which I know like, with maple <laughs> syrup. And I didn't feel guilty because I knew that I that was just something that's just made me feel amazing. I don't care if it's got like if it's unhealthy or it's not like, you know, I didn't have the need. And I think that this was the moving point for me. I had no intention of ha adding protein powder to the pancakes, no intention of putting blueberries in there instead of chocolate chips. And I had no intention of putting like zero calorie chocolate syrup on it instead of maple syrup. And for me, that's such a victory for myself because yeah. beforehand, because I was so exposed to people being like, oh, have this zero calorie like skinny syrup because that's guilt-free and you can have it on top of your pancakes marketing or, and, and it's just like so you'd see all that stuff all the time or for example protein this and protein that and protein this and protein that yes protein is important but you don't have to be so like obsessive with it I'm sorry you don't there's like yeah. it's a genuinely you can if for example you need to increase your up protein uptake for example if you're like a vegetarian that's fine right but you don't have to like you don't have to really like slam it in people's faces because again it just makes them think oh like whenever I have pancakes now that that's like I have to I have yeah. to put those in my pancakes start enjoying enjoying them as just normal pancakes like this is it's the whole thing how for example oh I only eat like whole foods I only eat healthy foods Diet, that is diet culture the same as diet yeah. culture being like the marketed products of like weight loss teas like breakfast biscuits meal replacement shakes and juice cleanses juice cleanses which I find quite funny because everyone's this they mark it as oh don't eat too much fruit because it's got too much sugar but hey buy my seven day <laughs> juice cleanse like <laughs> And use only fruit in it <laughs> but it, as you say this whole thing it's an industry and it's all sold through now it's all sold through instagram and through influencers diet culture is a business again if you are looking to change your body and you want to without anything that you're anything i'm doing this like with a halo around my head but like if you're <laughs> if you're personally without listening to anything else on your phone or on the tv and you yourself just say to yourself I actually just want to I just want to change something about my body and if that's coming from you and nothing else that's fine but then if you want to make changes whether that be I don't know like fat loss or even muscle gain then again you need to consult with people who are professionals whether that be you're a nutritionist, a nutritionist and a dietitian for food. And then for exercise purposes, you need to go to a personal trainer if you don't already know what to do. You don't need to look on social media and do these like 30 day programs to washboard abs. Anything that says anything like that is just marketed and it's clickbait for you to be like, oh, this looks good. I'm going to click on this and I'm going to do that. Or, for example, first, like 14 days to get thinner, like to get smaller thighs. You can't do that in that time. It takes a long time for you to actually notice changes. I think on average, you notice changes in yourself in a, like around at least at least four weeks that you notice differences in your body, if yeah. not longer. And there's a saying that's like, um that your friends and family 
um, notice what well, they do. I mean, they notice the changes before you do, because if you're on a journey, you look at your body more often than they do. So they will notice the changes before you do yourself. And again, it's a long time before those changes. You'll be like, oh, wow, like, yeah, I've noticed this. And um, yeah, so I also recommend if you're making differences to get a tape measure and measure like certain parts of your body that you want to mainly just look at because fat loss is not targeted. You can't just lose weight around one area. It's all over. Um, and you just either use a tape measure and take pictures, like picture comparisons, but only do it like once every few, like once every four weeks. Do not do it like once a week because your weight is literally going to fluctuate from like water weight and whether, for example, you're going, you're near your menstrual cycle, for example, it's so much um, change, yeah. stress, anything can really make your weight fluctuate. And do not step on the sad step. That's all I'm saying. Do not like, do not stand on the sad step because it's not good. It's not great. It doesn't take into consideration your actual body composition, whether you're with regards to your muscle mass, your bone density, how hydrated you are. If you want a more accurate version of that, then a, like a body, you, to get a body scan, which you can book through a, an actual proper health clinic, you can get that done. And that is so much more informative and really educates you on where you are in regards to your whole composition in comparison to standing on the sad step. And you're like, more times than not, just being like really sad. And I threw mine away because I was like, nah, the body coach yeah. sad step. And I was like, yes. I agree with that. That is going yeah. in. See you later. And I actually can't remember the last time I weighed myself. What I think what angers me is so many companies have exploited consumers by creating products that feed off so many people's vulnerability. Oh, Whether yes. that comes from like weight loss teas, again, juice cleanses, like 30 day programs, which have been seen by a lot of network marketing companies such as um, Herbal Life, Juice Cleanse, Arbonne for example, a load of them do market programs where they like signify whether how um, if you want to make changes so Herbal Life are meal replacement shakes, Juice Plus the same thing but with whatever they do and Arbonne do a 30 days to healthy living which they market as something that can help your body realize what it does and does not like. I think and it doesn't really and if it's all about making changes but I think what the danger in that is you are asked to remove dairy gluten soy alcohol caffeine no like particular fruits particular veg and with that you're actually then presented with a business opportunity which I think is quite bad because it just makes you think it gives you the implication that they're more interested in the business opportunity than actually like giving you this program to help you yourself. And I think it's more like they give you the business opportunity first, then sell you the products afterwards. So you just have to be careful with that. I yeah. think a lot of companies, again, feed on your vulnerability when your vulnerability doesn't have to be as big as it is. And the reason why it is big and the reason why a lot of people are vulnerable is because you're plastered with diet culture everywhere you go everywhere yeah. you go and it's really sad like honestly in I went to Superdrug and there is an actual like whole shelf full of meal replacement shakes and that was literally like last week and I was so shocked because I was thinking well I thought we were going forwards we're not going backwards and 
it just shows you that because it sells unfortunately it sells that companies such as Superdrug and maybe even Boots they like they sell their own products because they want to be a part of they want a piece of the pie I guess and they want to make yeah. money off of that which is really sad because every, like all nutritionists and dietitians will tell you you can achieve a healthy you can be healthy and you can live a very healthy and enjoyable lifestyle through actual food not dust mixed with milk and water but you can achieve that through normal uh, yeah. food That's solid it. food <laughs> food is food I think yeah. food is food I think it's also like how loads of people say oh meals and snacks meals and snacks meals and snacks meals and snacks but it's actually just food food is life I love food food and makes us happy food co- leads us to be able to share experiences with each other what's your favorite cuisine G uh I think it's Thai is it yeah what, Thai like, or or maybe even Japanese oh my god I love Japanese Do you know what or since when we were at Barcelona massive fan of tapas now oh my gosh tapas is the best like tapas and the most basic dish on all the tapas world but oh my god I love tapas bravas <laughs> it really is amazing and you can't beat um, a good Sunday roast dinner Sunday roast dinner and also I'm just going to say that I actually hate oats I hate overnight oats and I like toast instead and <laughs> <laughs> good for you man <laughs> It's just not for me. I don't care about the protein stuff. I just like Marmite on toast or maybe a bit of peanut butter on toast. That is fine. That's <laughs> oats, oats, toast better. Question. Do you prefer apple crumble or sticky toffee pudding? Okay. This is, uh, this is difficult oh! because I love the warmth and that like <laughs> sticky toffee pudding has just that amazing texture to it, doesn't it? And it's like, oh it's so so yummy but I also there's something really um emotional for me about crumble because my granny used to make the most amazing crumble ever and um that I think that is probably why I like it so much because it really is emotional for me also apples I've just always like you know when I don't were you an apple juice or an orange juice kind of kid orange juice with bits all day long apple juice me I was an apple juice kid really yeah I didn't like orange juice for a really long time but yeah I mean obviously diet culture as a whole we could talk about this for like ages because there's so many things to discuss but I feel like this has been like a good conversation to talk about hasn't it yeah absolutely and I hope that you listening have enjoyed um, listening to us talk about those different topics over the last five episodes we have really enjoyed recording and making this podcast and we're really excited for new things to come if you have enjoyed these episodes and you think that somebody you know would benefit from listening to them it would be amazing if you could share it in the old-fashioned way by sending a message to somebody or on your instagram or social media and leave us a review we would really really appreciate it um but yeah we hope you have an amazing day thank you so much for listening and we will see all you lovely lot very soon have a fabulous day guys thank you so much thank you bye bye bye